1: Good morning, good morning, a marvelous Monday morning, a little chilly out, but uh, we all knew it was coming, so <laughs> anyways, welcome into Life Planning One One. Blakeney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens, and happy to do so, joined this morning, of course, by Angela Robinson and we've got
0: a guest in.
1: Yes. Good Monday morning, and excited to be here with uh, Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA at Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. And I think it's the show that everybody's been waiting for all month. You know, there's there's this little thing called an election going on. Is if you that, haven't, I haven't heard is about it? I, I don't uh, know. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy times. Yes, it is. It is nutty times, and uh, so we're just excited to have him on the on the show today. And I I think you know everybody's got on their mind about. What should I be doing? Because there's so much unknown. I mean, we have probably one of the most polar opposite elections in our history of where our country could be going Mm -hmm. and i know if you're a democrat you're very concerned about trump getting in and if you're a republican you're very concerned about biden getting in and so this creates that polar environment that we're in today so aaron's going to promise to not be political on the show (laughs) Um, but but at the end of the day you have you have to know if you're a money manager you're usually a capitalist so uh there is that working for you There you you, go. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is, is that we have to think in terms of today's the the first day of the rest of our lives. And how long is that going to be? And so does that mean we give up because someone gets elected? Does that mean that we take huge risks with our future because someone gets elected? Does that mean that we make vast changes because someone gets elected? Maybe Maybe not, and that's what Aaron's here to talk to us all about today. So uh, let's start off on that fun note oh, called yeah. the election, yeah. Aaron.
0: <laughs> what I news to have you got for us? Start off in the beginning. That's that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, uh, the phone calls are starting to come in. People are starting to get worried. You know, same thing as what happened four years ago and uh, eight years before that. And there's a lot of fear out there. And I'm not saying it's not warranted or I'm not here to make fun of anybody for being fearful but it's there right now. And I don't know if this is going to help anybody feel better. (laughs) But I'm going to say it. (laughs) But I have to say it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to go a little bit different direction. That's probably the election is not something we should be really focusing on at this point, because I can guarantee if it's not in a week, at least four years after that, there's going to be a change. Mm -hmm. And um, at this point, the, the sitting president is not the drug that the market's addicted to right now. It's not at all. You know, back in August of two thousand and seven, the the Fed's balance sheet was about eight hundred and seventy billion dollars. Today it's seven trillion. Ooh. Seven trillion. So
1: Where did that money go?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we're supposed to be printing out another $2.5 trillion. so we're, we're probably going to be hitting $10 trillion by the end of this year.
1: So uh, uh, instead of the market climbing a wall of worry, it's really just climbing a wall of debt.
0: Yes, yes it is. We're printing our way to a brighter future. It's kind of funny, you know, no matter where I've grown up, there's always been a train. You know, you <laughs> hear the train whistle <laughs> blow. I mean, when we were kids, there was a train in our backyard, and there's one right now, so... But today, that's not wakes me up in the middle of the night. It's the sound of the Fed printing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Constant. <laughs> non But the market is addicted to all of this money. And it, it doesn't matter who the president is. That is what's going on right now. And uh, there was a pretty good interview. It was probably three to five years ago. It was uh, Jack Ma. He was the CEO of Alibaba. And uh, he came out and said that before too long, we're going to move to a three day work week, because there's just not going to be enough for people to do. Think about that. So what happens, you know, if your work week went from five to three, you know, that would be pretty devastating Mm -hmm. from from an income standpoint. So, you know, they're not going to crater the economy, but one or two things have to happen. And Either our uh, wage inflation goes up by about 65 (laughs) percent or prices come down 40 percent. So what's more likely to happen? All of a sudden we go from zero inflation to 65, Mm -hmm. you know, or is it that prices continue to come down?
1: And you know, we've we've already seen that if you think about, you know, you look back over this past decade in particularly, or even longer than that, you, know, you remember like when TVs used to cost thousands yeah. of dollars, yeah. right? Your your flat screen TV, thousands of dollars, and now you can go get what, a seventy itch for six hundred bucks. Yeah. And no. can I just and one person quickly, can carry it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Real quickly, can I tell you one of the things I saw on the weird Black Friday thing that Walmart's doing this mm-hmm. year like all month long. One of the things they were doing on the third that they're going to drop one of their things is a 42 inch Roku smart TV for 88 dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah, that's yeah. just nuts. That's nuts. But to your point, you know, it's it's that. I mean, you look at uh, bringing energy independence into the United States um, has created a deflationary environment, and that's been yes. been huge. So you're, you know, we're already seeing it. Something yeah. that's already present. Why isn't it being talked about? I, I,
0: I don't know. Because it's, it's making all of our lives better, and we're seeing it as a great thing. And it is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. But I've been saying this for a long time, that we live in an IKEA world. You know, we don't, We don't <laughs> yeah. like what Angela was talking about earlier, we don't buy something to keep forever. Yeah. You know, we buy it, throw it away, and go to IKEA and replace it.
1: Get the newer one.
0: Yeah. I love woodworking, and it tickles me to death to think that the table that I just bought built would be passed down to my kids' kids, my great-grandkids. You know, it'll last forever. What else is out there like that?
1: Yeah, Nothing. It's really it's really kind of sad if you think mm-hmm. about it, yeah. you know. Uh, our culture has changed so much because everything is you know, I, I remember we went to a beautiful house for a retreat and a comment was made about, yep, and th- this was a house in, at PK and it was built in the 2000s and beautiful. I mean, just gorgeous and um, you know, a comment was made about, yeah, these are you know, this is all the old style there's nothing's the modernized look yes. and i just i mean it, it really took me back maybe it's just being from eastland texas or i, I don't know yeah. but i thought I wouldn't change a dang thing. It's I, think, it, I think it's gorgeous, you know. Um, but that is the, the world that we're living in, and um, it's, it's very interesting. So, you know, getting back, I don't want to get too far off track because that's huge, and, and you're talking about inflation. And, and let me ask this question because I think this is really pertinent. So with that in mind, these real service-heavy industries, such as healthcare, for example, it's not just all technology, but actually has to take more people. Do you see a big divide in pricing between, you know, some things are going to be getting cheaper, but some things are actually going to be getting more expensive, just because there is going to be such a a divide?
0: Absolutely. This movement that we're in right now, this technology drive, it's going to trickle down everywhere. To your specific point, look at Teladoc services now. Mm, Yes. You know, now instead of uh, spending two hours in the waiting room and spent uh paying your copay and having that big cost you it's either free or 50 bucks right. and you're in and out and done mm-hmm. and that's with no kind of, flu with no flu <laughs> <laughs> but uh costs should be coming down we're doing dna sequencing so you know we can actually go make drugs specifically to what we need and the testing is so much shorter you know, and it's so much more accurate. So, yes, technology is going to drive down costs in healthcare. Uh, the boots on the ground, the nurses—that's not—that's not going to slow down. You know, we're going to need more healthcare workers, but what type? You know, there's been a, a huge uh, push to you know do the physician assistant, or you know maybe not have a, a specialist there. But, you know, have three or four PAs or somebody else, uh, NPs that can do the same amount of work, mm-hmm. just maybe at a little bit different cost level or mm-hmm. price level. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's coming.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. You know, um, I, I know no matter the time, we're always explaining, you know, to people that at the end of the day, these companies have CEOs that – want to keep their job <laughs> yes. and they want to move where the market's moving where the industry's moving and you know i know there's been some great stories about that over these last few years of companies that like kodak for example that used to be a photography company and now it's really not a photography company anymore yeah,
0: pharmaceutical
1: <laughs> yeah and they've made that change and yes. I think people get fearful because they don't know what's coming, and you add to the pressure. We've got this massive election, and everybody believes that you know, what, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, the opposite side is going to make the country crash. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is does that mean that, that we just quit living life like we're living it and quit pushing this new uh, economy on ourselves?
0: Yeah. No. You just. Uh You know, I think both of us talk about this all the time. If you're a CEO of some major corporation, you don't want to throw away your job just because someone gets into office. You're going to do everything possible to steer that company in the right direction and make money in the environment that we're in. Because if not, you lose your job. You know, those, those guys running those companies, they're making millions of dollars. And that's important to them, to do what's best, (laughs) regardless. (laughs) So typically, the market really doesn't care who's in office. It's never made a difference one way or the other from a market standpoint. Yes, the things, policy can drive the market. Mm -hmm. You know, we did see that, you know, you, you bring down cost of companies, you know, you bring down their taxes, that does trickle down. You know, that does trickle down. Tax the preparation may yeah.
1: not. <laughs> <in> these days. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but uh, it,
0: it does trickle down. You know, lower in our regulation, that is huge. So that does trickle down. So mm-hmm. policy can make a difference. But usually it's not overnight. You know, most of the time we see it coming, then, you know, three or four quarters down the road and say, hey, this is what happened. This is where I saved money. Then the market reacts. But – whether it's a Republican or a Democrat or who's in office, the market doesn't care. It mm-hmm. just wants to make money. Yeah.
1: Well, this is some great information. I know our listeners are going to be super excited to hear this, all of our clients and uh, the families that we work with, just to hear on a broad spectrum, days before the election, that they can really get at a good night's rest. So uh, yeah. we're going to have more to come right here on Life Planning One on One about what you should be doing with your investments pre-election or post-election. You don't want to miss it right here with Aaron Kennedy.
0: Welcome back into Life Planning 101 right here on KATX and KWBY.
1: Yes, this is Angela Robinson with uh, Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA. And we are talking about all things election inflation question mark, and what you need to be doing pre-election, post-election with your investments. And I want to share with you just about a, a God's time and money. I think this is a very important piece in this whole conversation today. A preacher went into his church and he was praying to God. And while he was praying, he asked God, he said, how long is 10 million years to you? And God replied, one second. The next day, the preacher asked God, so God is how much is $10 million to you? And God replied, a penny. Then finally, the next day, the preacher asked God, God, can I have one of those pennies? And God replied, just wait a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a second. So uh, so with that
1: being said, patience being the key, uh, all things considered, what do people need to be doing? I know you've been real busy and re- doing some reallocations with the portfolios earlier um, the last few months. And I don't know that it's election related after the first section of the show, but what do people really need to be doing with their investments and, and their money?
0: You know, probably the smartest thing to do at this point is absolutely nothing. That's hard to hear. But I mean, even look back four years ago, you know, what happened? You know, if you blinked, you missed 20%. So, you know, if you're drastic one way or the other, uh, more than likely you're going to hurt yourself because, you know, it's just flipping a coin at that point And you're going to have a 50-50 chance of whether you did the right thing or not. And I don't think a 50-50 chance is something you want to be doing <laughs> with your future no. and, and your wealth. So we talk a lot about risk on here and I'm big on getting people's risk right. But if you are a risk taker and by risk taker, I'm going to say, if you get excited when the markets go down, okay, that's, that's what we're going to think about. But if you are, you might pull some cash off the table right now, and just to have something to buy with, mm-hmm. you know, but nothing drastic, very small percentage of your portfolio to take advantage of the market going down, if that excites you. But if it doesn't, Hold on. Just wait.
1: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think it, more importantly, people definitely need to be looking at their risk right now.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know, we've got a great tool on our website. We did this intentionally for <laughs> all of our listeners in which you can actually go on, uh, take a, a test, and it gives you like a speed limit score. Mm-hmm. And you can stress test your portfolio by entering it right there and see what a huge you know, 2008 financial crisis would have done to your portfolio today. And I think that's a very powerful tool because there's an old saying that people always make money in percentages but lose money in dollars. So true, <laughs> so true. Yeah. So, true. Yeah. You know? yeah. so when you wake up, uh, you know, middle of November, and if your portfolio is down 30%, but that equates to $300,000 because you've got a million-dollar nest egg, Are you going to be okay with that? And do you know? Do you know? This is the big question. If your portfolio is positioned for that to be protected against, or could it happen? And are you okay with that, right? And I think that's the big key. We find out all the time when we run stress tests when people come to us, and we show them what their risk is, and they said, I had no idea.
0: No, I'm, I'm very risk adverse. I'm like, well... Everything's in one stock.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You're taking a whole lot of risk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really critical. You know, Aaron, you brought up some things that, you know, forget the government or forget the election, forget the inflation, but you've brought up some things in the past about, you know, things we need to be looking at from an economic perspective. And there's some pretty serious things that are going on in our world today because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And another shoe may fall. And uh, how important is it, you know, despite the election, despite doing nothing, how important is it for people to really be getting that risk right right now? Or should it be something that they can say, oh, we can just do this by the end of the year?
0: Yeah. If you've been listening to this show, you know, we preach this all the time. You, You don't need to take care of your stuff just because we're having an election. This should have been taken care of the first time you heard Angela on the radio. It's imperative that you have your portfolio set up to a point where you're not reacting to what you hear on the TV yeah. or what you what you hear on the radio. If you're an investor, a long-term investor, you don't want to react, period. You're investing over the long term. If you're sure, reacting no. to every
1: Kramer clang yeah. oh and ring and, and zing and everything else, that's not a good thing?
0: No. That, <laughs> that, that's the reason people make 2% on their portfolio on average, because mm-hmm. they react to things that they hear. and. Most of the time, it's not good. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and you know, I think we've gotten a little spoiled. Just a tad. That's an understatement. Yeah, we talked at the beginning of the show about this Fed that's just been constantly pumping money into this Mm -hmm. market and economy. Economy, that's what makes these markets grow, right? So when does that stop?
0: That's a great question. But you know, if you take a step back and look at it from a bigger picture, this isn't the industrial revolution. This is the technology revolution. The world is changing right now, and regardless of what you feel or how fearful you are right now because of an election, things are going to be different 10 years from now. Things are going to be different 20 years from now, and you might as well be part of it, and you can't be part of it and participate with this change of the world if you're sitting on the sidelines or if you're making drastic decisions with your money on a constant basis. You know things are too good you know just look down in your hand and see what that phone's done for your life over the last 10 years and think about what's going to be coming down the road you know mm-hmm. it's not going to slow down things are going to get better we're going to become even more efficient than we are right now and I alluded to this a little bit at the beginning of the market but with zero interest rates zero interest rates The cheapest way for companies to raise money is to grow. So at zero, growth companies are going to do extremely well because the cost of capital is so low, Mm -hmm. you know. So take advantage of it. We talk about risk, so don't jump out there and go crazy. But be positioned and know how your portfolio is set up. Get the risk right and enjoy the ride.
1: Yes. So more to come right here on Life Planning 101. We're going to wrap up the election segment of investing and what you need to be doing with your investments right here on Life Planning 101.
0: Welcome back in Life Planning 101,
1: third segment, this marvelous Monday morning. And we just had to get right back to it. Yes. We're so excited to talk about it. Yes, I know. Elections, right? Everybody's excited to talk about that. No, I think we're ready for it to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we are talking about your investments. and I think it's really important for people to um, be thinking about their long-term future. You know, Abraham Lincoln has a, a great quote. He said, the best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. And I think we need to remember that right now. You know, but we also need to be looking out ahead, and you know, Aaron has given us a font of things to think about with uh, a changing world, a changing economy, and you know, I know a lot of people that are most concerned about their investments are those that are retired, and they're taking income, and they're worried about this interest rate, inflation environment, <laughs> because CDs don't earn anything, bonds don't earn anything, so how do these types of people get income from their portfolios?
0: That's a very good question because the age of income is gone. You said it, CDs are zero. Mm -hmm. You know, high credit quality bonds are, you know, pendants, nothing. You know, so most people have to take more risk to be able to live off their portfolio, more portfolio risk to get that income. So, you know, at this point, you better have a really good system (laughs) to take income off your portfolio. And, uh, you know, we have a great system. We use the bucket approach of keeping cash on the sidelines so we're not worried about market volatility and constantly replacing that cash. At zero interest rates, you have to be able to do something because you you can go to high-yield bonds and make a little bit of money, but that's stock risk right there. Yeah, You know, uh, at zero interest rates... Real estate starts looking really good. You know, dividends start looking good. And all of that is volatile.
1: Yeah, you're chasing returns. We're and chasing mm-hmm. returns. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're doing that, I think going back to that stress test, you yes. know, if you're doing that right now, get your portfolio stress tested. Go to our website, www.kennedy-financial.com and take a serious look at that because it's not the way to go about retirement income any longer.
0: No. And that risk test that we have, it's very accurate, you know. So if you're pushing for income in your portfolio and you're trying to get it from dividends or, you know, some higher yielding bonds, when it shows that you're going to be down 30 percent from holding those things, that's accurate. It hmm. will happen. Yeah. You know? And more than likely, you know, it's going to happen very soon. And I think on average, uh, the market goes up and down 20 percent at least once a year. So can you stomach that? No. and if if you can't, you need to get some help. Yeah, you know yeah.
1: yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, so to wrap things up, I think here's what I hear, if correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron. or you know, but here's what I hear is that number one, we have an election, don't worry about it. <laughs> Number two is that the market is climbing a wall of Fed dumping. And so, you know, we've got a extreme thing to look at here called deflation and a, a new economy that's on the way. And if your advisor's not looking at those things and positioning you correctly, you probably need to get a second opinion. Yes. And then third thing is, if you're looking for income from your portfolio, it's not about the quote unquote income. It's about having a plan to provide you that.
0: That's exactly right. So,
1: if you're not doing those things, make sure you give us a call. Kennedy Financial. You can find us on our website, wwwkennedy financialcom Ask us any question you want. Stress test your portfolio. You know, we care. We want you to be able to be positioned for that long-term success and get that risk right so that you're not making rash decisions when things do go wrong. Because it may or may not be the election that Yet hurts it will you. Happen. That's right. Yeah. Um my name is Angela Robinson here with Aaron Kennedy of Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone. Go vote
0: Incorporated and Smart Money Group,
1: LLC.